Hello and welcome to our service for Sunday the 17th of October. Today is a really special day for us at Blackwater Road Baptist Church. Four members of our congregation are going to be baptised. We're going to hear a little bit more about them a bit later on and Malcolm will also pray for them. And then we are going to hear a short-term Bible message from Joe. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray together, shall we? Psalm 107 starts like this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. The rest of the psalm goes on to talk about different experiences that some of the people of God had. How they were led through their lives, suffering distress, some of the things that some of them suffered, and some of the ways in which some of them were treated. And then some of the experiences that they had, but how God was with them in all of that. And it finishes with these words. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Let us pray and think about the love of God for us. I am so thankful to you, God, because of your goodness. You love me and that love lasts an eternal lifetime. Through your Son you have rescued me. Through calling out to me you have drawn me close. Even though I was far away, you reached out your hand and I took it. Just like generations of your children, you have led me out of the life I used to live and brought me into a place of safety. Just as you heard their cries, you have heard mine, so I am full of thanks and praise. Because your love never stops or even slows down, it is the same today as it was 10,000 years ago, the same as it will be for all of time. I thank you that there is nothing and no one that can separate me from your love shown to me in Jesus. Amen. I'm sitting here by the canal um, in the Lee, Lee Valley, the Lee Waterway. Uh, watching the boats, watching the swans, um, and uh, thinking about Jesus when he was baptised in the River Jordan. It was a special time because uh, in that moment, at the beginning of Jesus' three years' ministry before leading up to his death and resurrection, we see that uh, the Father speak from heaven, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. We see the Holy Spirit come down like a dove upon him, anointing upon his ministry. And Jesus himself, the Son of God, he was without sin, taken upon himself the sins of the world, um, the one who gave his life to be our saviour, um, to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from our sinfulness. 
it's a beautiful image. And at the end of his ministry, Jesus um, said to his disciples, now go, go into all the world, to every nation, and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we carry on doing that. We carry on baptizing people in the way that Jesus was baptized, in the way that Jesus commanded us to baptize. Today, uh, on this Sunday, the 17th of October, um, four of our congregation are going to be baptized. And uh, very different stories. Um, Del and uh, her daughter, Debbie, and then uh, Melissa and uh, young Anna Barker. And so people at different stages in life come to the Lord in different ways and at different times. Um, Debbie renewing her commitment through the time of COVID and making her think about uh, her relationship with God and her commitment to God and thankful that God would carried her through. So wonderful testimonies that we're going to share in church. And uh, so in this service, I just want to take a few moments and pray for them. So let's do that now. Father God, we thank you for the example you gave as you were baptized and that symbol of, uh, of washing away our sins, that symbol of renewing our commitment to you. We thank you for that, O oh God. We pray that you would bless us as we come to this time of uh, witnessing the baptism of these members of our church. We pray your hand would be upon each one of them. We pray your Holy Spirit would come down like a dove and anoint each one in their ongoing lives. We pray that they would hear the voice of heaven, uh, from heaven of their Heavenly Father. This is my son, this is my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. Oh Lord, we just pray your blessing and your anointing upon those being baptized, and all of us as we witness it. And we pray, Lord, any listening to this uh, message today would be open to hear from you, hear of you, um, Lord, as you speak to us, as you call us to put our trust in you, to put our faith in you, and to know um, the love of God in Christ, uh, the forgiveness of sins, and eternal life. So, Lord, we pray for Del, we pray for Melissa, we pray for Debbie, and we pray for Anna, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome from me to this baptism service. This is Jo. This is really a very special occasion. It's special for those who've decided to express their faith in God publicly. And it's special for us as we get to join them as they do it. Now, if you're listening to this recording and you are a Christian, then this occasion is full of meaning. I'm sure you feel like you understand why these four women today have made this decision to get baptised recognising the words that they say about experiencing the love of God for themselves and knowing what it's like to be part of God's family. If you're listening here and you wouldn't say that you're a Christian, maybe you're wondering what this baptism service is all about. But maybe you're not wondering. Maybe you're familiar enough with church or churchy things to pop what's happening here today in a little box and say this is just what Christian people do. They stand in front of others say they love God and then get in a massive bath as a symbol of giving their lives to God. That's fine if that's what they want to do, but it's not really anything to do with me. 
But what is it about Christianity and Jesus that's making these four women spanning three generations independently decide that they want to declare themselves as followers of Jesus in front of us all today? I mean, if they were all middle-aged women, we might be able to put it down to some sort of midlife crisis. But what we've got here is Del, who, sorry to mention age, but is a grandma. And then we've got Anna, who is young and at the very start of her life. What Jesus says about himself in the Bible and what others say about Jesus is the reason we have this wholehearted response from Del and Melissa and Debbie and Anna. Let's look at just one thing that Jesus says. Everyone who drinks regular water will get thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Do any of you know what it's like to thirst for something, to want something, to really need something? I know that you do because we all thirst for something. Many of us have thirsted for connection over this past year and a half. We've needed it. We haven't been able to have it as easily as we have in the past. We felt the pain of loneliness and wished that things were different. While many of us have had the opposite experience of thirsting for rest, for peace, for just a moment to sit and be quiet and be by ourselves and just be ourselves instead of being someone who meets the needs of others all the time. Many of us thirst for acceptance. We haven't known what it means to be able to be who we are and for that to be okay. We see that in lots of young people and the force that drives them out to put themselves there on social media with the hope that they'll receive the acceptance they're searching for. In an article at the beginning of this month on the BBC website, it said that 51% of 18 to 34 year olds said that they pray at least once a month and 49% say that they attend a place of worship once a month. So maybe social media isn't doing it for them. And they're even more willing than older people to give God a go. We all have many things that we thirst after. I wonder what it is for you. But how can there be a connection between the words that Jesus spoke 2000 years ago and our deepest needs today? Jesus spoke these words about water after meeting a woman. She was collecting water from a well in the heat of the middle of the day because she didn't want to bump into any of the other women from her village. She knew what it was like to be rejected by those around her, to be judged, not accepted. She would have known what it was like to be lonely. Jesus spoke words to her that day that showed her that what she needed most in life was found in him. But more than that... Jesus said rather than being some great philosopher or teacher, the reason he's able to meet the deepest needs of people, no matter what generation they're born into, is because he himself is God. Just as Steve Jobs was best placed to show us how that very first Apple Macintosh worked, God himself is best placed to tell us how to make life work. He created this world. He made you. He knows you. He can make your life work in a way that social media and relationships and alcohol and food and family and jobs cannot actually make your life work. These things cannot satisfy our greatest thirst. God has made people to be in a relationship with him. But like the child that leaves home age six with no shoes on shouting, I'm running away. We have turned our back on God saying, we don't need you. We don't want you. 
We don't even believe you exist. Jesus says, come to me if you're tired. If you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, come to me and you will find rest. You will find peace. You will find the relationship that God designed for you to have. Our eldest son has just turned 18. We found the perfect birthday card for him. On the front it says, you are now officially in charge of keeping yourself alive. And he is, sort of. But very soon he'll be leaving home and he'll have to work out how to make life work because we all have to work out how to make life work. God says that life doesn't work that well without me. It's like trying to drive a car without the engine, Flintstone style. God made us. We've turned our back on him. And he says, I want to give you water that means you'll never thirst again. Is that something that you want? Let's pray. God, you are the creator of all life. You are the source. You know us. You know our inner thoughts and you love us. You call us to be in that relationship with you. We're sorry when we've gone our own way and turned our back on you. Please forgive us. We turn toward you, God, and ask you to be at the centre of our lives. Help us to learn how to surrender our lives to you and live for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Joe. Let's finish by saying the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and for evermore. Amen.